Yesterday I ended by talking about having time and ended up by saying, that is, if there is a next time, bit of a cliffhanger. Michel Coist put it this way in his reflection on our oh-so-busy lives, called, Lord, I have time. I went out, Lord. Men were coming out. They were coming and going, Lord, walking and running. Everything was rushing. Cars, lorries, the street, the whole town. Men were rushing, not to waste time. They were rushing after time, to catch up with time, to gain time. Goodbye, sir. Excuse me, I'll come back. I can't wait. I haven't time. Must end this letter, but I haven't time. I'd love to help you, but I haven't time. Can't accept. No time. Can't think. Can't read. I'm swamped. Haven't time. I'd like to pray, but I haven't time. You understand, Lord, they simply haven't the time. The child is playing. He hasn't the time right now. Later on. The schoolboy has his homework to do. He hasn't the time. Later on. The student has his courses and so much work. He hasn't time. Later on. The young married man has his new house. He has to fix it up. He hasn't time. Later on. Grandparents have their grandchildren. They haven't time. Later They're ill. They have their treatments. They haven't time. Later. They're dying. They have... No, too too late. They have no more time. And so all men run after time, Lord. They pass through life running, hurried, jostled, overburdened, frantic. And they never get there. In spite of all their efforts, they are still short of time. Lord, you must have made a mistake in your calculations. There's a big mistake somewhere. The hours are too short. Our lives are too short. You who are beyond time, Lord, you smile to see us fighting it. You know what you're doing. You make no mistakes in your distribution of time to man. You give to each one time to do what you want him to do. But we mustn't lose time, waste time, kill time, pass time. For time is a gift that you give us but a perishable gift that doesn't keep, Lord. Lord, I've got time. I have plenty of time. All the time you give me, the years of my life, the days of my years, the hours of my days, they're all mine to fill, quietly, calmly, but to fill completely up to the brim, to offer them to you, that out of their insipid water you may make a rich wine such as you once made in Cana of Galilee. I'm not asking you today, Lord, for time to do this and then that, but your grace to do conscientiously in the time you give me what you want me to do. We're still talking about discipleship, doing what he wants us to do in the time he allots us. Many turned back, saying they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it because it required a power above and beyond themselves. Unless your righteousness exceeds theirs, the scribes and the Pharisees, Jesus said. Bad news for them. Good news for us, though. Ready for it? Ours does. Our righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees. He's given us his. We have the indwelling Holy Spirit and his job is to enable us to do this thing. What is impossible with man is possible with God. Now he's going to work it in. What was imparted is now going to be imputed. That, right there, is where you make your decision. In the light, not of your inability, but your ability to do this thing. God helping you, you can graduate in the school of the Spirit. 
You can be more than a believer or a follower. Discipleship is within reach. Does that make it better or more difficult to choose? The clock is ticking.